0: Welcome back to the Metal Exchange and a Happy New Year. Justin and Chris, back with you for another one. It's January 2nd, it's Request Monday, and I have a feeling that this episode might be a little different than the 131 that we've done uh, before, 130 that we've done before this. Chris, how are you, my friend?
1: Oh, just great. Um, I want to share with you a little something that I um, posted on my Facebook page uh, just a a little while ago. And, uh, it says, and I quote, happy new year, everyone. I wanted to start 2023 on the right foot, but I'm recording a podcast about Celtic frost instead. So See, it's,
0: it's let's go strap in, um, before we get to Celtic frost and we'll share our thoughts momentarily. And we, we obviously appreciate the request. We'll get to all that and more. Um, Speak for a, couple yourself. Of, <laughs> a couple of things I wanted to mention, um, at the outset, some of you may have noticed um in your podcast feed that there were two versions of the podcast, one with ads kind of inserted into the podcast and one that was kind of locked behind a paywall. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and, you know, what that's all about? Yeah,
1: we're still trying to iron out the um the specifics. So, um this appears to be uh on Spotify only at the moment. Um uh, we're gonna see. I believe our last episode, we were told by at least one person that there were no ads on the version that's supposed to have ads. But uh, the ultimate goal is that there will be a version with ads and a version without ads, and you can access the ad-free version, uh, for four four ninety nine a month, I believe it is. And we're just uh, you know, we're just trying to uh, make a few bucks. You know, we've put uh, we've sent out we've given out 130 episodes on the house and uh even though it doesn't really cost us much monetarily to do this it is uh it is a labor of love and and uh it does take time to prep and and i i think this week is is a perfect week to start something like this because i feel like i should be compensated for having to listen to this <laughs> album so um i i i urge uh <laughs> if you want to help, if you want to just help us out and, 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 uh, throw us a few, a few dollars and you show your appreciation, um, feel free to, uh, subscribe to the ad free version. Um, if not, no big deal, but, uh, it's just our way of kind of holding out the old tip jar, so to speak. Um, you know, uh, just cause I know, uh, some of you probably have appreciated, uh, what we've been doing and, and, uh, wouldn't mind, you know. Uh, you know showing your support financially which um, is good for us uh, and uh you know uh, it's i know I, I've come to the realization that we're never going to uh, live off of this podcast although that would be wonderful and i would i would be a lot happier about having to listen to albums like this had have, have that been the, have that been the case but uh, <laughs> that being said um you can go to uh, anchor.fm fm slash the metal exchange podcast slash subscribe if you wish to subscribe and, and we would, uh, you know, greatly appreciate it. Um, and, and then there's, you know, we're, we're talking about other things and, and we definitely would, um, welcome any sort of input on this, but, uh, you know, we might do something uh, on a Patreon level where, you know, being that a lot of times these episodes are, are recorded, you know, today not being a great example, but other times days in advance, you know, we would, we could do, uh, you know, early releases with no ads. And, and I mean, I can't think of like very many like perks that we would want to give, like, who, you know, like come hang out with Justin and Chris at a, at a you know, New York city concert and whatever, right? You're gonna, you could do that for free, honestly, just by just showing up to where we are. But, um, you know, it's just stuff that we're thinking about just to kind of monetize a little bit and, and, you know, just kind of make, uh, make this uh, worth our while a little bit more than it already is so um that's the uh that's what that was about and we apologize for that showing up without any uh explanation that was uh we weren't really sure when things were going to go into effect and we were just kind of testing things out so um hopefully that wasn't too jarring for anybody
0: yeah if, if you have any ideas or uh, suggestions obviously drop us a line Join us uh, at our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash metal exchanges. That's where a lot of the chat takes place as well. Yeah. Um, our so friend, every- our friend,
1: Carrie from, uh, from uh, Metal Geeks, actually, I was chatting with him and he had suggested also that we could do, um, you know, subscriber only episodes, um, which is something that, like, I think would be a cool perk as well. um so, just you know, things to things to think about. But uh, you know, being that it's a new year, we're starting to think of different ways to present the the podcast. So uh, we're still going to be brutally honest, and this is going to be uh, a, an exercise in, in that uh, mindset. So, yeah,
0: um, we're getting close. But I, I want to mention just two things. One to tie in something from last week. I mentioned on last week's show that Lord of the Lost had dropped a new single for Blood and Glitter. Kind of out of nowhere, it just showed up on my YouTube um, feed one day, and it was really, really enjoyable. I, I thought the single was great, and then like two days later, the album by the same name dropped with like zero announcement. I don't think there was any prep or anything that there was no indication that it was coming out, and then all of a sudden, there it was. Really, really good album. I think that if it had come out a couple of weeks earlier, it probably would have been on my year-end list, but I just didn't have enough time to digest it. I've only listened to it once so far. But It was, really their, cool it was their
1: way of, of avoiding having to be placed on any lists. They were like, we don't want to be ranked, so... Now we're out of the running for 2023 and it's too late for us to be in anyone's 2022 list. Maybe I'll just to spite them, I'll listen to it and put it on my list anyway. But uh, (laughs) as like
0: the last, as like the last entry on the list just to fill it, to round it out or whatever, but really, really good album. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it a lot more than Judas, their last album, although I may be in the minority there. Um, And I had some free time this week, which I, I can't say very often, but I had a chance to check out the new Dio documentary, uh, entitled "Dreamers Never Die," this was so well done, in my opinion. I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking. It was nothing that I, or not much that I didn't know already, but just the way they put it together, I thought was really enjoyable. They got some very interesting uh, interviews or, or, or guests commentating on on the life and, and times of Ronnie James Dio, who's been a you know somebody that I've kind of really loved for for, you know the last 25 years so i was very very interested to see this happy to see it It was kind of a surprise i hadn't even heard that it had come out um but i did have the pleasure of watching it i I highly recommend it and and i know that you're not like the biggest deal fanboy but i do think that you'll definitely appreciate the two hours that you spend with this where where is it uh available to watch i believe it was on paramount plus if i if, if memory serves um that's 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 where i believe i i saw it so i think i think you can watch it on hulu paramount plus i think it was also a showtime thing as well very nice yeah so let's get to it this uh this week we're talking about some celtic frost we're going to do their last album monotheist from 2006 this was after the band had gone on a lengthy hiatus for a number of years um it had basically the band hadn't done anything in sixteen years, and they put this thing together, and it was critically acclaimed. It came out on May twenty ninth, two thousand and six. Is it fair to say that you'd never heard of anything by these guys? I can't say that I have. Or if you did, you didn't know that it was them, type of thing. Like it may have been. If I did, I might have turned it off
1: after three seconds, so I didn't really have a chance to figure out what it was I was listening
0: to. <laughs> it is so funny because this album, in terms of. The way it was put together and and the kind of the acclaim that it received and and a lot of other things, it's very different from the rest of their discography, which you wouldn't know this. But I actually – after hearing this, I went up or I went out and I picked up kind of like their – I don't want to say their greatest hits, but it's a compilation, a two-CD compilation called Innocence and Wrath. And I was kind of just thumbing through some of those tracks. I liked them. I Actually, there was a lot to hang on to and then they come out with this album after – you know a, a, such a long hiatus and it sounds so different than what i was expecting and quite frankly so different from what i categor characteristically like um the you want to tell little, so you want to tell everyone a little bit about where this request came from and and, and we'll get into that for a little bit and then we'll kind of jump into the album
1: yeah so this comes from uh, mark nickel a uh, a friend of ours and um a uh fan of the podcast and um He actually just sent over a blurb, perfect timing. Uh, I'll I'll read it. Um, uh, He said, I remember the first time I heard Monotheist. I thought it was the darkest, heaviest music I'd ever heard. One reviewer said it was devoid of light. I think that's a great way to describe it. Peter Taggren of Pain and Hypocrisy was the uh, producer for Monotheist. Uh, I met him when Pain played at Prague Power USA a few years ago. I asked him what it was like to produce it. He said, it was a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> not surprising not surprising that it would be tough to capture that vibe and that darkness on a recording so um that's i don't know if mark is going to uh continue trickling in his thoughts uh because that that literally just came over so if so i will break in and, and read his thoughts but um i i think that that's uh pretty well put um i i wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily disagree with anything that, uh, he just said this, this was, uh, I will just say uh, on the outset, this was a very, very tough sell for me. And I, I gave up after I listened to the album straight through twice and, um, he mental, out. mental health, <laughs> mental health, being the, being the, um, the very, uh, you know, uh, delicate thing that it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it
0: was, the experience truly was devoid of light for yeah, you. it was. It
1: was de, it was devoid of, of of a lot of things and uh I I have I have chosen what I consider the exact opposite of this album for next week and we'll reveal that at the end of the episode.
0: Oh my. So, okay. So just to 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 to, to we're going to
1: We need I needed a palate cleanser so
0: after it, two listens you tapped out and you decided that we won't do the best of 2022 next week we'll put it off for one more week so you can kind of really uh, clean clean the palette a, a little bit more with what we are Well well next so week.
1: what what ended up happening was that after I listened to this album all these albums that I had at a 7 in 2022 all rose up to a 9.7 <laughs> changed the whole outlook of the 2022 list um, so I'm going to have to redo the entire thing thank you Celtic Frost and Mark Nickel you have so we're going to have to delay that even more um, So uh, this is a situation where um, I'm going to choose to blame the listener
0: on this one. I will give you full credit for a couple of things. Making it through it the first time? No, for (laughs) going back to it a second time. No, but I will give you credit. We did dissection. We did death. We've we've covered the gamut here, and you've been a sport throughout a lot of that stuff. And quite frankly, I think that you've actually grabbed on to stuff like strapping young lad and some pretty extreme stuff. But this is extreme for a different reason. I And I think Celtic Frost, you know, they're, they're billed as an extreme metal band. They're not exactly doom metal. They're not exactly black metal. They're not exactly death metal. They kind of are a hodgepodge of a lot of different genres. And I think track to track, album to album, they changed a lot over the years. And then they come out with this album in 2006 um, after some lineup changes, um, which I, I guess are you know definitely worth mentioning. Not surprisingly, Martin Eric Ein, the bassist and vocalist, appears on all of their releases. Uh, Tom Gabriel Fisher, otherwise known as uh, the Warrior, I believe, is the um, or sorry, Tom G Warrior and Satanic Slaughter. Their vocalist, guitarist, keyboardist uh, is Tom G on-
1: Warrior a relative of Jim Helwig.
0: Yes, I believe, I believe he did. And it wasn't the bands being too tight that was killed him. It was this album actually, but (laughs) I I, just, just, just putting the pieces together. Uh, Errol Unala This band almost killed me to this. (laughs) Also Er, Er, Errol Onala on guitars also did a lot of the programming and some of the engineering on this album and Franco, uh, Sessa on drums, which round out the lineup, the last two being lineup changes from, from prior albums. Um, well to this? your point
1: to your point about like the 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 different things that we've listened to and that I've actually enjoyed more than I thought I would you know I'm willing to give credit where I believe credit is due and there are things that all those aforementioned bands had there was something that I could grab onto and there was like maybe if I didn't like the guitar work, I like the vocals. Or maybe if I didn't like the vocals, there were keyboards or there was always something. This is like the first album we've done where like, I just could not find anything that I liked about it. Like it was just, everything about it was just not happening for me. Like it it just, it's, it took this long. We've done, I have to believe over a hundred albums at this point. Um, It's just, it's, it's the first thing that I've actually disliked and we've joked about anthrax being like the the, the measuring stick and, and it's not that album's not even my worst rated album we've done thus far um i believe dissection is um if I, if memory serves or i think it might maybe be death, death? Yeah, yeah it might be death um and even those albums i gave average like you know five or 5.5 like that's not to say that that's really bad it's average that's what five out of ten is is an average score it just we tend to talk about things that i consider to be above average to great this is the first thing that i've just i can't i just found nothing redeeming about it and it's like this is my first like real pan job and i'm not
0: just doing it to be a dick it's just i just truly didn't enjoy it I'll, I'll say this: the first, and I, I alluded to this on last week's episode. The first time I listened to it, from the from the minute the album kicks off with Progeny, I knew right away that we were in for something not only different, but something that you were just going to absolutely despise. And I think, and I think it's because it's not the dirty guitar riff that kind of kicks things off, or that drum beat, because this is actually one of the faster songs. It's when they start going into that drone metal sound where it's like the worst qualities of doom metal on a track where it's just slow and plodding and heavy as fuck. I'm not going to deny that. It is a heavy album and the riffage here is uh, definitely one of the highlights on a song like this, but – I knew that the album was 68 minutes long. And I knew that if they started out this way, it was probably not going to pick up like um, like a Halloween album might. So I, I knew you were going to struggle with this one. Um, my question before I kind of talk about some of these tracks, did you find any redeeming elements of any of the songs on either of the listens? Or was it so hard that you, you just gave up? No, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say the
1: whole thing was trash. I mean, it's it's just I think that all the elements together are just are all things I don't like that much all kind of rolled up into one. Like I like I could totally understand why like if you just want to like headbang your ass off and just like let out some aggression, like these guitar riffs are like so sludgy and so heavy and it's just like it, it's just very, to me, it's just very like, you know, you know, absence of light. It, it's just so dark and I am just not into very dark music. Like, it just isn't something that I really gravitate towards or enjoy. And and then, you know, me being a big fan of, of vocals, the the vocals are just very like almost like angry talking like it's not really it's singing it's just like you know you know i went through the drive through and they were out of fries like like uh, you know it's like you had a bad day but you don't know how to sing so this comes out instead um it's i don't know man it, it, it's i actually like i there was like some hope when the first song started i was like all right like it's kind of it has kind of a industrial kind of mid nineties metal vibe that completely fits that time period. And I thought like, maybe this could be like fear factory where when I first listened to it, I was like, and ironically that was requested by Mark's son, Keith. Uh, so keeping it in the family, um, <laughs> I, I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it. And then it, it grew on me as I listened to it. This, I just knew that I could have listened to this six, seven times and, and I would have maybe been able to delineate uh, some more, you know, detail, I guess. But I would have made myself angry and sad in the process. And and like I said, mental health being such a fragile thing, especially in my life, I just wasn't willing to put myself through that on when it's already cold and gray every day anyway, where I live. It's like, do I need to bring myself down even further or can I just put on Power Quest and Majestica and and just pretend like maybe life isn't so horrible in in in, in a you know, Western New York winter? Um, <laughs> maybe um, if we did this in like August, <laughs> while the sun was shining and and you know whatever, I, I probably you know still would have hated it, but maybe like it wouldn't have been as much of a chore. Um, and I feel well, bad because like I know Mar- I don't, and and for all I, I mean. Mark didn't even really say that he loved this album in his notes. He just thought it was almost no. like he chose it because it was interesting. It which makes I agree for good with. Conversation in a way.
0: It makes for conversation because you talked about how the album had opened the second track called "Ground" is somehow darker and bleaker than the first, which is like, yeah, how is the how is that possible? I'm not sure, but they somehow do it. It has like this angry typo negative vibe to it, but just slower and more plotting. And one thing I'll say is that the way that the bass kind of permeates the sound, and I'd be remiss not to mention that the bass player, Martin died in 2017. So this band, like this, this, this was, this was the end of Celtic Frost Um, much to the chagrin of many and, and obviously much, to uh, the fact that you're never going to see them live, which I, you know, but if you look at some of the scores that this album received, uh, the Art of Blasphemy rated a 98 percent out of 100. Um, met, uh, other what a, a perfect
1: what a perfect name for a publication to give an album a rating that high. I mean,
0: I'm telling you, it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's it's unbelievable. And but like, I don't know. I mean did I think that there was another publication I forgets me I forget which one it was I think they had it as the number two metal album of the decade or something like that I'm like how I don't know wow what a
1: shitty decade.
0: so so what I did was after we were after we were um after I listened to it the first two times I sent a message to a buddy of mine who likes a lot of you know more extreme music and I said to him like am I missing something here and he's like well Every album they have changes, but this is like widely considered just an absolute masterpiece of the time. And I, so I listened to it again on that third listen, and I wound up listening to it five times. But that third listen, certain elements, certain elements started to pop for me. And one of them was this next track, A Dying God Coming into Human Flesh. It almost starts off like a ballad. With just like the guitar, well, with, the, som- with a title,
1: with a title like that, I mean, it's clearly a very, it's <laughs> very introspective and deep song.
0: Well, it starts cool. I like it because it has just like this clean guitar sound with these somber, clean vocals, and it almost reminded me of like a catatonia, but spookier. Like, yeah, I got, the- I got kind of an Alice in Chains vibe from the beginning of this song. Okay, I, I, I'm with you, and, and and like you're waiting for the payoff, right? And it just never really comes I guess but it almost it was either Catatonia or it was goes Black Metal which I thought was kind of cool so this this was one of the few songs on the album that really did grow on me and I kind of liked it and I also enjoyed how at the end it really kind of speeds up a little bit this relative term right this is not Dragon Force speed right this is Celtic Frost speed but at least there's changes of pace here um but what i can say is as i as i'm now going through this album the third and fourth time i'm looking at the lyrics to kind of see how they correspond to you know what i'm listening to the lyrics are very very dark as you can imagine and i, <laughs> I don't, know. And you go clutching for your bible after reading that <laughs> i i i went right to church i had to i had i needed an exorcism after this I, i'm like i can't believe i'm talking about i'm listening to stuff like this um but then you have a, a, another track like the next one drawn in ashes there were elements of this song that I really enjoyed. And it actually reminded me of like draconian because they have these really clean, again, Gothic sounding female vocals. I, th- I, thought, I thought
1: I accidentally switched to a different like album, album or band or whatever. Cause I was like, Oh wait, um,
0: she sounds a little less angry. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> I think it was a nice contrast on this, this album where you, there's really no light, no sun. I thought this was like a standout track just because it was such a nice contrast. It kind of reminded me again of Draconian, who, who I like. And there's like these little interesting sound effects in the background. It, it's obviously not a feel good tune, but it was different. And I thought it was like really needed.
1: It's the understatement of the century. It's not, it's obviously not a feel good tune. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely feels different. Um, adding a little bit of an L. I mean, female vocals were the last thing i was expecting to hear um listening to this album so i thought that was kind of a a nice touch but again it's just that slow plodding like funeral march uh, you know like just kind of down vibe like it's just so dreary um
0: I, I yeah dreary dreary i think is the the word of the day um the next track os at uh, uh, abyss v death or vel death Again, this one another one that has like a doom-like quality to it. Um what was really interesting here is it's it's got like this modern funeral doom march where like you can't play it any slower and more like methodical in a way. But then there's this section with clean vocals that really just reminded me of something do you remember when we did the Rust in Peace episode and we listened to Dawn Patrol, which is towards the end of the album, and they have those clean vocals, but it sounds like it's being put through like some sort of a microphone effect. That's what this reminded me of. The vocals on here remind me of Dawn Patrol by Megadeth, which the the song this the, the, with the, with the bass uh, on top, you know, boom It just it was different, but I can't say that I liked it because it's probably the weakest spot on the Megadeth album and. It didn't really help here either i guess <laughs> i i i will say like towards the end of the song where things
1: kind of start to speed up a little bit i kind of like that i mean i wish there was a little bit more like speed i guess like i guess that would defeat the purpose of what they were going for but i kind of like that it almost started to show some signs of life um so i guess that's a little bit of something that was kind of interesting um just like super fast drums and and like like fast riffs and stuff but it only lasts for a couple of seconds and then the song kind of
0: ends and then it goes into something that arguably has at least to me no redeeming quality which is temple of depression this song i don't i just i did not enjoy this song at all i thought it was monotone repetitive I, i was searching for a hook there was none the drumming. Company. I was searching
1: for a Xanax, and there weren't any.
0: <laughs> that would have definitely lifted your spirits after this one. It never really – this one didn't grow on me. Um, but the next one did. I, I have to say, though, my, my favorite track and my song of the week on an album where it was tough to choose one is Obscured. Let, let's give it a listen, and then I'll kind of explain why I chose this as my song of the week. My soul is bound it fades. I seize control to inhale this final day. I shut my. Yeah, well, here, here's let, let me say let me say a couple of words about obscured. This track, and it's the first time I can say this, I actually got a tool vibe from this. The way it had this long protracted intro, and again, you got the clean male vocals with the female accompaniment. I thought this was a really good track, and I love the, the layered vocals and the guitar tone. Uh, I have to say the production on this album is is quite good and quite remarkable for all the different types of ambient sounds they have going on, and it kind of speeds up quite a bit as you get towards the end. I thought this was a noteworthy track on an album which was kind of hard to describe, and I find myself using a number of the same adjectives over and over, but this was definitely a standout track to me.
1: Yeah, this is actually the one that um, if I had to pick one, I would go with as well, so I'll, I'll I'll ride your coattails on song of the week this week. Um, I I just thought it was uh, the least offensive to my ears. Uh, And and I mean, the second time I listened to the album, it was the one song that stood out to me where I was, I was like sitting there and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, This isn't as difficult to, to deal with. Um, So, uh, you know, I, I was saying to you as the song was playing, you know, like, you know i believe i shared this with Knopps and he said that you know he prefers this to some death metal and i guess like i would say if this had kind of like real screamy kind of cannibal corpse type vocals i would dislike it even more like it would be a it would be a straight zero like i'm not going to give it negative stars i'm not going to meltzer this shit up but <laughs> I'll just say this, this is not, this album will not be a zero for me, but like had, if the vocals were that way, like I think I could honestly say it would be just an absolute dud for me. Um, so uh, at least there's that. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess the more I talk about it, the more it's it's inching its way out of the basement.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I think that it, it, it's, 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 it's progress. I don't know that, domain of decay the next track will move the needle for you i thought that this had some really cool guitar solos some of the one of the better ones on the album actually there's not a ton of guitar solos on this album but this was a good one and again this i think was a perfect example of just how well the album was mixed um but for my money one the other standout track which not my song of the week, but a standout track to me was Ein Elohim. This one starts out really heavy and really fast. And I thought that the use of the double bass drums was actually a nice contrast. It reminded me of some classic black metal with just the speed and the, the veracity that they just come out of the box with this one. Um, the verses are really fast, but then the chorus like flips a switch and it slows down to a crawl. I liked it. I really liked the, the different changes of pace here and there's something about this track that actually makes me want to turn it up. I this was one of the other handful of tracks that I really really enjoyed and if I hadn't cho- chosen obscured uh, uh this this would have been my song of the week Ein Elohim.
1: Yeah, this one's not not too too bad actually. Um I just it made this the song domain of decay made me laugh because it was like um you know, what would be a really bad name for a dentist's office? Um <laughs> And I, I can't, and that's what I came up with. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Aen Elowin, uh pretty decent. I would say probably my second favorite as well. Um, but I will say the song Totten Got, and when I say song, I put that in very, very clear quotation marks. Is arguably the worst song I've ever heard any band <laughs> do in the history of my life. Not on this podcast not recently ever this is absolutely it's it's offensive to more than one sense um it, it, it's beyond my sense of hearing is so offended that it bleeds into my other senses i could taste a, an awful song i can smell a terrible song um it, I don't know if this was like some sort of performance art or whatever, but this this is one of the one of the worst five minute experiences of my entire life. <laughs> I've had to listen to it twice, and and I was I. I I, 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 that's, that's, that's all I have to say. Just, just I've, I've uh, got, I got... almost made this, I almost made this my song of the week just as like, I dislike this album so much. I thought I would choose the worst song <laughs> as my song of the week just as a joke. But, um, I'm not going to, you know what? If you want to go out of your way and listen to this song and offend your, and offend all of your senses like I did to mine, I will let you. I am not going to re, but I'm not going to make anyone listen to this I'm just, it will not be appearing in the podcast. It, it just, I just couldn't do that, especially when we're starting to ask people to give us money. Um, <laughs> our way of our way of, of of
0: abusing their trust is to make Some people them like torture,
1: to atrocity. Um,
0: there are two things or two comments that I have about this track. Number one, after five listens, I still have nightmares from that spite with spoken word piece on this thing. It scares the hell out of me. Number two. This makes Emperor sound like pop music. I mean, that's that's how dark this track is. It literally makes me long for those early Isan Emperor albums, so that I could put it on with Britney Spears. Like this, Emperor is closer to Britney Spears than Emperor is closer to this. I mean, this is some dark stuff. I, I, I think it's a worthwhile listen if only because i've never heard anything so bleak and dark in my life and this is from someone who started to listen to funeral doom metal so like this is this this is something else and, and
1: and the best part is that it leads up to a 14 and a half minute song that really did not need to
0: be that long no it sounds like a horror movie soundtrack throughout this whole thing But it was so slow that we sometimes talk about these epic tracks like on Lost Horizon where it's nine minutes and it feels like four. This was 14 and it felt like 32. And I think that that was the problem for me because it just I don't know that it needed to be this long. There is a cool instrumental section about midway through and I thought that the keyboard tones were really cool. But like overall, it didn't need to be this long on an album, which is I don't want to say meaty, but it's like sixty-eight minutes. I mean, this is not a short album to have this song as the penultimate. It's song. It's meaty, before,
1: but all the meat is rotten.
0: It's 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 tough, right? Like you, this is this is not for the filet mignon crowd, right? This, this is, is uh, this is for the refrigerator died uh, three weeks ago crowd. And you're getting the London broil out of the back. I mean, this is this is tough. And then the album ends with this symphonic instrumental track called Winter, and I actually like this song quite a bit. It's different it's unexpected and it's like the, the word I would say it's like hauntingly beautiful for yeah, for the best
1: part. The best part about this song is that nobody opens their mouth for four minutes. There's no, there's no singing. There's no scary words. voices. There's no, <laughs> there's no anger talking. It's just music. It's like, um, thank God. Like it, it's, it's like this, this, they it's like they, they, ex- they are taking, um, they're taking responsibility for what they just put you through, and they're kind of giving you like a little bit of sherbet at the end of the meal to cleanse the palate. <laughs> um, and it, which is perfect because, like, it's it's it, it was a perfect segue into whatever it was that I put on next that sounded 10 times better than it would have had I not listened to this album prior to it. Like, listen to this before you listen to something that you think you might not like, and it'll help, it'll help, you know. You know, well, it's like, I'll... it's like eating dirt before having, having a delicious steak. Like it's going to just make that steak taste even better.
0: It's, it's funny. Mark, uh, who is a nice contributor to our, uh, Facebook group might not be has... anymore. After yeah. This. Well, no, this is not a personal attack on Mark, but what I want his, his, um, knowledge base and, and what he listens to is so broad, which is amazing. I am. I, I, I'm happy he made us listen to this because even though it was depressing and you probably had to up your prescription, I think that <laughs> the way the way the way that uh, it's different and I've never heard anything like it. And like I said, I have I had one of their albums. I bought their uh, I got their best of. It sounds nothing like this. I feel like if during the week I'll play one or two of the tracks. I'll post it to kind of contrast the other celtic frost stuff to this and i bet you're like it sounds like a completely different band and i guess maybe that's what 20 years will do
1: yeah this this so this is definitely a band that i'd always had heard of and was just never knew anything by them so i always assumed that they were kind of a big deal and and i, I probably would be curious to hear what like how different um, the band sounds cuz this is a if i was going to judge this band on this album alone, I don't know that I would want to listen to anything I'll post else something. by something. I'll
0: post something this week, especially because we have the same song of the week. I'll post another Celtic Frost track. I and mean, you're going to say to me, you know what? I liked it. And and I think that it's really interesting that Mark chose this album, um, maybe for its darkness and its bleakness. But this, is, uh, this was definitely an exercise. I'm curious, beyond curious. Um, scale of 1 to 10. What are you giving this album? And, and it is a scale of 1 to 10, so you can't give it a 0. Even if you wanted to, uh, you can't. So, scale of 1 to 10. Um,
1: well, I mean, you can. I mean, uh, it's really a scale of 0 to 10, even though we always say 1 to 10. But, like, on a scale of, of up to 10, I believe, like, a 0. 0.5 or a 0. 0.75 is allowable. I, I'm not going to go that low. I mean, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't, like, complete... An utter garbage. Um, but I, I just personally, and I get why there's people that would enjoy this. I mean, I think that they should get therapy, but I mean, um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a 2.0. Uh, let's go with that. I mean, it, okay. it had some, it had some redeeming. I, I don't want to set the bar so low that like that, if something else comes up that's even worse than this like so but this is definitely reaching like this is three points lower than my lowest score um so i mean this is the new like anthrax be damned like you you have <laughs> just risen through the ranks um you had to be begging for an anthrax album I, I, I know we're, we're gonna have to do uh We're going to have to do an anthrax, uh, career retrospective (laughs) after this, after this, like, and and I'll love it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, 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 it's just, I was at one point the, after the first listen, I was like, Oh, this might be a zero. Like I might give this a zero, (laughs) but you know, I I re-listened to it too while we were talking and there were, um, you know, certain things that it's, it's fine. It's, uh, it's just not my, not my vibe. Um, Not your cup of tea. Yeah, no, not at all. It's a,
0: it's it's below average for me as well. It's not something I would listen to. But I like I said, I'll post something this week just because I want you to hear the contrast. I think it's worth it. And all their albums are so different that I probably could post three different songs. You'd think it was three different bands. For me, it's a three and a half. I think I told you that it, it was about a two when I first heard it. And then it went up to about a three and a half after, after that third listen or so. I'm not sure that it's gone up from there. Um, but... That is not to say that the the rest of the material in the back catalog I couldn't or wouldn't listen to. This album just didn't click for me, but I do sincerely, sincerely appreciate the request from Mark and um encourage. And, it. and on
1: a on a completely, completely unrelated note. Uh, we are no longer taking requests here on the metal exchange
0: um,
1: that we, that just completely unrelated. Uh, we were planning on doing this anyway, but um, Mark, you, this is uh, the final request that we're, we're ever going to do. So thanks everybody for all the requests. Um, I guess if, if Mark could prank us, then this is my prank back to you. I'm Just kidding. But uh, um, hopefully you take
0: this all, all in good fun. Um, cheers uh cheers mark we we do appreciate it and do keep the request coming because if you think there is something worse than than this celtic frost album i'd be hard pressed to not no let's not
1: let's not challenge people (laughs) to find to like you know make makes things worse for us um so you know, let's you know keep 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 stuff coming that you genuinely enjoy or, or think is um, we should or think that we should hear. His, historically relevant. I guess I mean it, it, considering that this received a lot of um, praise, I will say that it does have historical uh, relevance. It's just you know like, and I said to you like off the air during the week, like I'm a pretty open minded guy and I can find elements and a lot of things that are enjoyable, but this was just not for me. I mean, that's, I'm not going to, I don't like to speak in such a way where I'm like, you know, I speak for everybody, which, cause I clearly don't. Um, it's just, uh, it's just not for me. And, and, you know, I never claim to be a a music, uh, you know, like a professional music critic. Uh, I just hear what I hear and, uh, and I like what you like. Yeah. And I like what I like. And, uh, I think I've been very fair. Um, Over the three years we've been doing this, and you know, I've definitely listened to some things that were outside of my comfort zone and ended up enjoying them more than I thought. But uh, it's just uh, this just wasn't it. And uh, I'm I can't wait to tell you what we're listening to next week as my my ultimate palate cleanser.
0: Which monkeys? No, before we get there, (laughs) just one news, staying alive. (laughs) One, One news item for this week, it was kind of a quiet news week. Um, but some good news out of the Foo Fighters camp. After the uh passing of Taylor Hawkins, the band re- released a statement saying that the the show must go on if you will, and it appears that the band will continue to tour and continue to basically be a you know, an act going forward despite the loss of their drummer. I regret having never seen this band live. And obviously I will not have the chance to see them with their classic lineup. Uh, But I will make a point, and I'll say it on the podcast, I will make a point to go see this band next time they are in and around this area because I feel like I'd be remiss not to see them. And to be honest with you, uh, they are a feel-good band in many ways, and I feel like not only should we probably do a Foo Fighters episode, but we would be remiss not to go catch them on their next tour.
1: They have been um, probably at the top of my bucket list uh, for a while now and again you know i made the mistake of uh, never seeing tom petty live never seeing rush live i have i have some regrets and i i you know it had crossed my mind after taylor hawkins passed that i may have missed my chance of seeing the foo fighters live um obviously uh in the grand scheme of things not nearly as big of a deal as losing a a a close friend uh, like you know uh Dave Grohl and the rest of the band did, but, um, I agree with you. Um, I, I, this is something that needs to be, uh, rectified, uh, for both of us, I think. And so, um, maybe we, uh, maybe next time they go on tour, we'll, we'll go and then we'll do, uh, do an album. And, uh, I actually do have one album that I really do enjoy, um, from college, uh, the, the one by one album, uh, you know, shout out to Knops. We listened, we both listened to that album a lot together in college. So that's kind of a personal favorite of mine. Um, But I mean, yeah, it's a band that definitely deserves uh, talking about it. And and just uh, Dave Grohl is just a, um, uh, to me, he is the, the America's ambassador of rock and roll. Um, That's kind of the way I see him now. He's like, royalty just from being a part of nirvana and then the fact that he just continued on with this band the foo fighters and he's respected by so many um you know of his his contemporaries but even like the older ones like the like the bruce springsteens of the world um you know it's just he's i don't know he's a legend and 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 i think that uh we definitely need to include him in our our pantheon of discussions
0: i am i'm with you 100 percent and so we are ultimately going to push back our top albums of 2022 and kind of do our year in review episode not next week but the following week um because i know you did want to insert one more album in and just kind of formulate your thoughts one last time for for the year-end recap what are we listening to next week
1: yeah so this was kind of a two-pronged thing because um I I obviously needed more time to kind of curate my list. And as I've mentioned a million times, I'm OCD as hell. So uh, the top of my list is pretty much set. Um, It's really just that um, 10 to 50 kind of area where everything just kind of is, is around the same. It's giving me the same vibe as far as a score goes, a seven, a 7.5, like right in that above average, but not great kind of area. Um, which I feel like I had less trouble with last year for whatever reason and I'm sure we'll go into all that um but so that's prong 1 prong 2 is that after after listening to Celtic Frost like I needed the palate cleanser of all palate cleansers couple that with our discussion of you telling me that there's a, a several bands that you can't believe I haven't chosen yet well here's one I'm pretty sure is on that list freedom call uh we're gonna talk about their debut album, Stairway to Fairyland. Um, I had a, a hard time choosing a Freedom Call album because their first uh, four, yeah, their first four albums, I just really, really like. I thought Circle of Life, which was their fourth album, was really underrated, and I know a lot of people consider Eternity to be their probably their finest album, but this one, I just every song. I love, and it, it, it was my first introduction to the band, and it's just, uh, I, this is the one I want to go with, and I just think it's, it's just such a feel-good power metal album, and, uh, and also timely, because they were just announced to be, uh, playing on 70,000 tons of metal coming up in about a month, and, uh, you have not seen them, uh, because, um, the one year they played at Prog Power happened to be one of the years that you didn't attend, so, uh, I'm excited for you to kind of fill that gap. There are they are a lot of fun live and you'll probably get to hear more songs if you see them uh both times that they play, cons- considering that they'd likely to change up the set a little bit. Uh so I think I this is the so. this is the first band I think they've announced where I'm actually like kind of sad. Like real like sad that I'm not gonna be there.
0: Well, I'll say this. Number one, this was one of the bands that I thought or I should say I was surprised you did not choose Um, at some point now going on two plus years. So congrats on coming full circle with that. Number two, (laughs) certainly timely. I am very excited to see them. And I, I mentioned this in my 70,000 tons group chat. I said, this was kind of like a make good for me because 18 year old me is like marking out at the thought of actually seeing this band, especially because I didn't see them in Atlanta um, back in 2016. So for my money, this is uh, definitely a win. I'm going to try to check out both sets depending on who they conflict with. Uh, but I'm just happy that the, the opportunity has presented itself, that they're they're back. And interesting that you chose the first album. I, I had a feeling you might choose them, especially after the 70K announcement. But I think you were probably leaning that way. Even before that, oh yeah,
1: I, I had I had actually made the choice before, and then okay. and then it was announced that I was like, "Wow, that's really timely and perfect." So um, I
0: didn't know what album you you cho- would choose, but I can't think of many better than the debut. At least, but again, I think there's a nostalgia factor there. But we'll get into that. Yeah, um, I I, I right. mean, there was also
1: there was a part of me that almost considered doing like a um a par- like a a first part career res- retrospective and just do the first four albums uh, just because I was having a hard time choosing. Then I thought about <coughs> posting a, uh, a poll and then I was just like, and then I just started listening to it. And I'm like, you know what this, I just really love this first album so much. And, and I really know every song really well. So it's not going to be uh, like heavy lifting for me. And I can kind of focus a bit more on finalizing my 2022 list. So I think this will be perfect. And uh it, it's, they were one of those uh, one of those bands that um, like they were a newer band towards the end of my our high school t- years, and um, I kind of followed uh, even throughout my time of kind of losing track of metal a bit. Um, I just always kind of kept listening to them, and and they they've had some um, they've had some some weird songs over the years, <laughs> um, and I feel like they've kind of gotten back to being a little bit more straightforward and a little less odd. Um but uh this was I think just a, a really perfect um example of the power metal we were getting in the late nineties, early two thousands, you know. Um this th- this band is Snata Artica I think of specifically as like those the new late nineties power metal bands that we were finding out about and getting into. And uh so yeah we'll we'll talk about that and I'm uh I'm kind of excited about it and, and I'm excited to listen to something that isn't gonna make me want to jump off of a
0: roof. Um, eh, well, you deserve it, my friend. Um, give us a five-star review if you think we deserve it. Join us in the Facebook group chat, Metal Exchanges. And uh, we love, uh, love hearing your requests despite Chris's edict earlier so keep the requests coming we'll come back with a new uh request and please, in february
1: please subscribe because my therapy bills are, are going up now <laughs> thanks to
0: celtic frost so cheers brother i look forward <laughs> to uh, a good 2023 and i will catch up with you soon
1: all right take care buddy happy new year happy new year